Welcome back, everybody, to Scions of the Southland. My name is Akshay Ishwaran, and joining me from the beautiful city of Atlanta, Georgia, are Jake Grant and Carter Templeton. How are y'all doing today? Fine, thanks. Doing all right. Uh, had a nice weekend in Charlotte. It was great. What did you, you do in Charlotte? Oh, Oops. man. Someone forgot to silence their phone before starting recording. That I did. Uh, I was in Charlotte This is visiting, a professional outfit. <laughs> I was in Charlotte visiting the, uh, the U.S. National Whitewater Center. It's a lovely kind of like water adventure park. Uh, it's where a lot of Olympians do training for like hiking. And a lot of, yeah, so there's stuff like that. There's a bunch of hiking trails, ropes courses, zip lining. It's a fun time. Highly recommend it. Nice. Nice. Mr. Grant, how did you Dang. spend your weekend? Um, let's see. Today I did a swim club uh, exec meeting and a picnic and intramural. Very collegiate weekend. Um, yesterday, it's kind of nice, uh, a leisurely day without, um, without college football, I guess, going on. I watched the Cal game, but uh, for the most part, got ahead on some work and some administrative stuff that I need to get done. So no complaints. Yeah, sounds about right. I watched too much college football yesterday without our game. I think I went noon to midnight. Uh, it's a lot of stuff on. Lots of weird games on, especially late. That uh, and we'll talk about it a little later. But that. But Pac-12 after dark waits for no man. It leaves no prisoners. Well, Pac-12 at noon was something else, too. It was a, it was a weird day on the West Coast. Uh, but before we get to all of that, some housekeeping items, uh, you can follow the blog at FTRS blog on Twitter. Um, that's where you can find our podcast episodes as well. Uh, other than that, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, whatever podcast app that you use. Um, like we said, this was a, the actual bye week for Georgia Tech, uh, in the first one of the season. Um, so we're going to do things a little different today. But first, Mr. Grant. Uh, do you have your non-rev update ready for us? Yes, I do. I am ready to go. You got All any right. music this time? Uh, do we want? Do we want to try it? Or why not? Hey, man. Whatever you're feeling, let's Every, rip. Everything's better than the music. All right, we'll we'll try it. You know, if it if it cuts out or if it's really bad, I'll just pause it and and Grant will uh, will. Ramble on. All right, ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Three, two, one, go. Cool. All right, so uh, the biggest news on the weekend came uh, out of my hometown, Chicago, Illinois. My uh, Jordan Tech was up at Olympia Field Country Club um, for the uh, Fighting Illini Invitational. Uh, Georgia Tech wound up uh, tied for first with Baylor. Uh, they were down going into the final day, but. Uh, Managed to pull out to a four-stroke lead uh, going into the back nine, but um, kind of stumbled down the stretch, and Baylor, who was leading at the beginning of the day, caught back up. However, uh, 
11 of the or 12 of the 15 teams there are in the top 30, including number one Texas. Uh, so definitely, definitely nothing to sniff at. Uh, we had two guys finish in the top 10, tied at nine. That would be uh, the Amateur champion of the Ogletree and uh, Noah Norton as well. They did excellent. Cross country headed up to Boston, uh, a big Northern city. Um, the women finished fifth of 22, the men finished ninth of 21. Those were okay finishes. Um, the women are pretty strong. Uh, no real complaints there. The men, I mean, about the same as last year. It's cold. They need to get used to running in different environments, so not too bad there. It's good that they're getting some good competition in. Uh, a weird observation, Boston College's women uh, finished second, and the men finished second to last, uh, which is very Boston College of them is usually their non-rep program stink. But um, – but, I mean, I guess the rest of the competition was decent. The men did manage to edge out a team in the top 25, which uh, not that that's hard for them to come by, but is always nice to see because uh, they're definitely the lesser of the two programs there. And then as for volleyball, uh, split two games against the SEC, uh, swept Arkansas, who I'm not convinced is very good, but it's their first Power 5 win of the year, so we'll have to take it. And then they fall to uh, the team out east um, in four sets, Three of the four of which weren't particularly close, and I guess the uh, the decisive fourth set. Well, I guess it was second in the order, but the you know Georgia kind of stole a close win, and that was kind of the difference there. But uh, it was good to see Tech play some real competition and play them close. Again, always nice to be winners against UGA. Um, I personally editorialize that we should play them home and home every year, but uh, no one listens to me. And then uh, last we got tennis. Uh, Kenya Jones and Vicky Flores did great. Uh, they won a, a doubles flight. Uh, Flores hasn't lost on the weekend as of whenever I last checked. So they look pretty good. Um, last year was obviously down for them after coming off a Final Four run. So hopefully they can get back to uh, them getting past the first round not being an upset. Um, but with a top 10 singles player in the country and Jones and Flores looking like they're on fire, I think they could... I don't know about hosting over the year, but like let's let's keep up what we saw. Um, and then as for club sports, uh, Georgia Tech hockey did beat the school in Athens um, up at the Atlanta Ice House in Marietta. Uh, they won four to one, so it was a convincing win. So hopefully we uh, lock down the Thrasher Cup again this year when that comes around, because that is obviously the state's highest hockey prize at the moment. So uh, yeah, I'd say not all great. But definitely a good week for Georgia Tech. Definitely a lot more fun to talk about than last week, boys. Yeah. So the music cut out halfway, um, and I didn't want to ruin your role, so we just kind of left it. All good, um, all good. It, it did not come through well at all, and when it did, Jake sounded very garbled. So, <sighs> you know – We'll we'll work on it. You know, this is this is a highly professional affair, and uh, and the person that was playing the music has been fired. So, you know, we'll we'll get an actual sound engineer to replace them. I've uh, I've been waiting for Akshay to get fired for a while, so that's a happy day. But um, Oof. just kidding. Um, you I'm mentioned proud. before that uh, that we are uh, music people here on the podcast, Carter, and uh, yes, um. Signs of the Southland is definitely a pro band, pro music podcast. Um, we stand with the Mississippi State Band. So, yeah, shout out them. 
Stand with all bands. Solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We stand when they stand. <laughs> uh, and the band always stands. At least we do Florida this year. Uh, I, I don't know if that's an accomplishment considering where that school is, what we've done recently. Uh, you know, we'll have to check right. it out. Um, what's up next? Josh? All right. So um, in lieu of a game to talk about from last week, or I guess yesterday, since we're recording this on Sunday, uh, let's talk about what happened during week four, like we're some sort of national podcast or radio show, because again, we're a clearly professional outlet here on Signs of the Southland. All right. So Mr. Grant, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, As one of the uh, least professional of our unprofessional opinions, I'd like to talk about the PAC 12, um, which is crazy. Um, We live in a world where Cal is a top 15 team. Um, some of which said couldn't be done, but, um, you know, between UCLA, USC, Cal, it was definitely a weekend for them over in the sunshine or not the sunshine state. Wow. That was embarrassing. Uh, Oof. Yeah. I should stop talking. Someone else say something. <laughs> Carter. Oof. Um, so, uh, I went to bed seeing that Wazoo was pretty comfortably ahead of the UCLA Bruins. Foolishly thinking that, oh, they have this in hand. Nothing weird could possibly happen. Nothing weird. And in the Pac-12, coached by maybe the weirdest coach um, of this year or in a year. And then I wake up and I see a tweet saying that they came back from a 37-point lead. And I assume this was some kind of joke and not the uh, owed to the weirdness of Pac-12 after dark that it actually was. Pullman is a scary you. voodoo part too. I think I think the most important part of that game is that Wazoo quarterback Anthony Gordon one broke Gardner Minshew's standing record of seven touchdown passes in a single game, put up nine touchdowns, and still lost. It would have taken 10 touchdowns to win that game. 10 passing touchdowns by the same man to win that game, and he lost. Isn't that what Wazoo did the last time they set that touchdown pass record? I want to say they lost on a missed – they had a missed field goal that would have won them the game. But they didn't. Mike Leach. So yes, yeah, an extremely wazoo way to uh, lose a football game. Very much so. Mm-hmm. To get out touchdowned. Yeah. No, there the game before that, there's it might have been 2016 or 2015 when Jared Goff was still at Cal. Cal and Wazoo put up, I think it was like 55 points each. I think it was ended up like 59 to 55. Um, and it might have been Luke yeah. Falk. Yeah, it was a Luke Falk that threw six or seven TD passes and put up like 500 yards of total offense by himself. And again, still lost. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Wazoo had like 812 or something stupid large like yards total in that game. Let alone their quarterback. That's unfathomable, you know. But 
Hey, man, that's football. That's why they play the game to the end. Defense doesn't exist in the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Or really a lot of places this season. You know where they did have it? Athens. Oh, Ooh. that was. We're gonna talk about that now. We're just gonna we're just gonna get into that one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that one out of the way. Carter, Carter, what are your thoughts on uh, Notre Dame Athens? Um, you know, coming into this game, uh, I feel like the general thought was that Notre Dame was very overmatched. Um, Georgia was gonna handle them pretty easily. This was just going to be another bump of the road for the Bulldogs. Uh, and what happened was um, really just that Notre Dame couldn't get out of their own way. Um, and they had a chance at the very end to, to knock off Georgia. And they just couldn't get it done. But um, everyone everyone's saying, oh, you know, Georgia's just so much better. And they, I, saw, I saw two teams that were pretty, pretty evenly matched. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I uh, personally did not watch this game. I chose to watch Oklahoma Texas instead, so I don't feel educated enough to comment. Mr. Grant, what are what were your thoughts, your takeaways from yesterday's match? Well, I'm gonna preface this with I'm a noted Notre Dame hater, um, so that game was really tough to watch. Um, but like, obviously, I had to root for Notre Dame. They looked very convincing in the first half. Um, I thought Notre Dame might pull out to a couple-score lead, in fact. Um, but I don't know. If, if you're faking injuries to get some timeouts, that's probably a sign that, was, that maybe that you're, a not little, good. you're a little bit out of your element. Um, this is Brian Kelly we're talking about after all, so I don't want to – besmirch a good man but I, I don't know i i think that as much as i don't like uga um and not to say they deserve to win or anything like that but at this point the slightly better team won but if you play that game five times Notre dame wins at least two of those and also props to them for uh recovering on my favorite play in all of college football the uh the punt for a first down uh that was awesome punt punting themselves into the red zone because UGA win, can't. Baby. Uh, yeah, they they uh they couldn't Dang field money. it, and Notre Dame capitalized, and it seemed like that was one of the few times that they actually, as Carter said, uh, got out of their own way. You know, like they were just, bleh. but couple, oh, I say that couple great I, moments. I said that because like just looking at the box score and looking, remembering what I watched in the game last night, I lost count of how many times Notre Dame fall started. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. they fall started like twice in three plays at one point in the game. Uh so I looked it up because I can't remember how many penalties they got in the flag for. It was 12 for 85 yards. Um, Man, that was like watching the Falcons this morning. That's that's twice as many penalties for twice as many yards as Georgia was flagged for. Um that'll that'll get you. That'll get can't you give up uh, yards. not that guy, but who are the refs in that game? <laughs> it was an ACC crew, right? Or no, no, not an ACC crew. I thought it was an SEC crew. Let's find out. Hmm. Someone, I mean, stall while I Google this. If, if you're getting doubled up, though, that's not that's not sketchy refing. That's 
that's you playing a sloppy game and not doing what it takes to win. Like getting rid of the easily called things is the difference between a polished team and an unpolished team. So I don't know. Maybe they didn't. So, uh, so online Athens says that it was an ACC crew. So the uh, right. ACC suckitude also extends to its refing or its ref crews. We, we've known that for a while. Or maybe refs were just honest. I don't know, man. I mean, I right. I had to look at uh, uh, so of Notre Dame's twelve penalties, six of them were were false start penalties. You know, it's hard to oh. hard to claim home cooking or anything like that. Like, I don't know, man. Six in one game is really more than any team should be committing, especially if you're the top 10 Notre Dame fighting Irish. And and you do also have to sort of give, and I hate to say this, but the atmosphere there was probably pretty menacing, and probably three or four of those are caused by, by just the crowd noise uh, and not being able to get signals off. But uh, once you get over, like, what, three or four, you're probably looking at um, just straight up, not like lack of discipline. Yeah, I think is yeah. it a little bit ironic we're saying lack of discipline from a team that is not the University of Georgia, but that's that's a different discussion. I mean, the numbers don't lie. Like it's just the it's just the penalty numbers at that at this point. Like you can't you can't give yeah. up what twelve? You can't give up eighty three yards for free. That's that will lose you a game, like you were saying, Carter. Yeah, that's that's a that's just a ton of yardage to give up. All right, shall we move on? Uh, let's yes, see, Mark. Carter. What is the next item on our list here? Or why don't you pick a next item to talk about? Well, the next item in order is the ACC. But what if we talked about the Mountain West instead? Okay. Let's vamp like PAPN for a bit. I'm here for it. Um, did I did I watch much Mountain West action this weekend? Perhaps. Perhaps not. Do I still want to talk <laughs> about it? Of course. The Mountain West is secretly good. At the top, it is it is secretly good. Fresno's Fresno's looking pretty good. Um, I guess BYU isn't in the conference anymore. Who else won? I think Boise is still in that conference. Boise Boise looked good this week. Yeah, Boise got the sweetheart deal with them. Uh, need to stall while googling results. Ooh, San Jose State beat Arkansas late Ooh. last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, at some point I saw a, a tweet from the Arkansas football account. It just said halftime, and it just didn't had like the score. image that said halftime. It didn't show a score. It just said halftime. They were losing <laughs> 24 to 7 at half. For context, San Jose State is arguably the worst team in FBS. They have gone 1 and 1 and 11 each of the last 2 years. So uh, yeah, not not great, not not great. Two and one, baby. They got that win over Arkansas and mighty Northern Colorado. It's a quality win. Ooh. If you ask the SEC, that's a quality win. 
So you're telling me nobody's good this year. It's a very is anyone ever good? <laughs> Alabama's good. Clemson's good. That's it. No one else is good. And uh, Ohio about. State. I I will put Ohio State and Oklahoma on that list. They gave up five whole points this week, though. Five. That has to. Was that Scorigami? Did do we ever get that confirmed? Seventy-six to five is Scorigami. Has to be. You would. Anything with a five has a high chance of being Scorigami. Googling Google Powers. Um, I, say, I don't. I don't know if John Boyce uh, tracks Scorigami for college, or whoever does it. I don't think John Boyce actually tracks it. Uh, it, in the NFL, it would be Scorigami because his list does not go further than seventy-three total or seventy-three points. I found something on Reddit, but it's only through twenty sixteen, so that's uh, a no. I mean. What really happened before 2016? Can we confirm? Also, this is a terrible uh, this is a terrible Google sheet. But I can tell it is Scorigami, yes. As of 2016, it is Scorigami. Alright, I'll take it. Me. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I guess we, we vamped about the Mountain West for a bit. Um, also, I shout out to Stephen Godfrey for like encouraging me to use the word vamp. I I still don't know what it means, but I'm gonna keep using it anyway. Yeah. Did he personally reach out to you to tell you to use it? He did That'd not, cool. but he used it. He's been using it on PAPN the last couple of weeks, uh, and I'm gonna take that as a personal request to use it. Sure. Uh, you use the language. Do, do I what? I was I was joking about because Godfrey's Godfrey's old, but he's using language we don't understand. Maybe Vamp oh, uh, uh that that requires some that requires some more googling. Let's let's find out. As as I request someone to vamp for me while I Google this. Oh, I can vamp about John Boyce being on campus on Friday, but not accepting my offer to go to Chick Fil A. I was very disappointed, very offended. Clearly. Yeah. Um, John, if you're listening, I'll buy you lunch sometime. Okay, so I, pu I pulled up the definition. Uh, I have two definitions for the verb. Uh, one, attach a new upper to a boot or shoe. Uh, and two, repeat a short, simple passage of music. Maybe I should have looked at Urban mm -hmm. Dictionary. I actually... I'm not going to do that. That's going to lead to a bad time. That's probably a good call. All right. What, Mr. Grant, what's next on our little list here? Um, well, I guess it's kind of the, the start of fall, but uh, Summertime Lovin' is a uh, full song now. That's pretty cool. It's Summertime Lover. Lover. Oh. Summertime Lovin' is a different song, I'm pretty sure. I think is that one from Greece? Summer Lovin' is from Greece. That's what that, I was thinking. That, of. Yeah. All right. So if you're not familiar, uh ATT has bombarded us with this the song with a short snippet of a song um called Summertime Lover 
from a non-moving boy band that is just okay. Uh, let's see if I can get this to play here. Fast forwarding a little bit. Okay, I, I think that's 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 enough of that. It's it's good. I'm not gonna lie. It's good. It's not the worst thing I ever heard. Yeah. But, but how how big is that list, Jake? I've heard some pretty bad songs in my day. <laughs> Woof. Getting getting flashbacks to uh, to elementary school and the uh, the boy band revolution of the late nineties. I'm not yeah, dating myself. Uh, you are. <laughs> See, that's before <laughs> Jake and I's time. But I will say <laughs> that I what I did listen to a good bit of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys when I was a child, and this very much so does remind me of that. And for that, I'm grateful. I mean, I'm a sucker for for the power chord, the or like the den it, den it, den it, you know, not the the like the vampy chorus part, no no no, but or the vampy verse part, not really. But the, the, the are chorus you, is are you using the word that we just found out the definition of to to support your argument yes. here? In its correct musical setting, yes. Uh, time is a flat circle. Words are a flat circle, apparently, for Mr. Grant. I mean, words are flat when you put them on paper. So that makes sense. All right. Yeah. I think I think we've run wrung all the all the juice out of that that particular orange yep. of summertime does, lover. Does that mean we have to um, talk about the ACC now? Yeah, we got what? Let's see, five minutes here. Let's let's we can talk about the ACC in five minutes. I am excited to watch Virginia fall backwards into five conference wins and a spot in the ACC championship game in Charlotte. Yep. After watching them start so slowly against ODU, hold them to zero point, hold them on to zero points in the second half, pull out the win. I am more convinced than ever that this is what's going to happen. It's destiny. It's destiny. They I are, really they wish, are Thanos. They are I, Thanos I and really they will wish, complete the AC Coastal Infinity Gauntlet. I really wish this was the year that everyone went four and four. Really, really wish everyone was good enough, but also just enough of a dumpster fire to where everyone went four and four. See, we're just I not mean, good enough to make that happen. <laughs> but is everyone else yeah. bad enough? That's the thing. I think UVA will be just not bad enough <laughs> on their own. I had to parse that in my head for a second. Uh, sad. That game is in Charlottesville this year. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Against Virginia Tech. Yeah, or Virginia. I think VT is up here or oh, here, oh, Atlanta. Yeah, it's it was an odd, just an odd year. So yeah. yes, that's in Charlottesville. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The the I'm the house of horrors that is Charlottesville. That is Scott. The Hornet's Nest that is uh 
what is it, Cavalier Field? Who Field? I don't know what Scott that Stadium. Is. I don't know what Scott Stadium. Yeah. At, uh, in Charlottesville, Virginia. They do have plenty of T's to steal. I mean, there's uh, two T's in the name of the city. I, I had to think about that one. That that was not very creative. We're gonna we're gonna try better as we move forward through this episode. Stealing teas is vandalism, children. This podcast does not condone nor endorse any stealing of teas. So say <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me go searching for something in my desk. I'll be right back. Yes, <laughs> uh, officer, this one right here. <laughs> Openly, right. openly defacing public monuments. What? What is he? What is? What is that? Is that a a knife, like a pocket knife, or a bell, or what? No, those are Definitely five T's from the manufacturing related disciplines complex. Oh, you wait. You milled T's for this bit. You no, 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 no. Um, they were replacing the letters, so when they got rid of the old letters, I took them. Are you admitting to a crime on podcast air, live air? I was no. on that loading dock that they throw all their junk in the dumpster from. They didn't hurt nobody. Dumpster diving is not a crime, actually. At least that I'm aware of. Is it actually not? That's surprising. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. It wasn't really diving. It was in that scrap heap that they just let the MEs kind of like mill through for fun kind of thing. I'm in a weird major. Don't ask me to explain. I mean, it is the number one major at Georgia Tech. I feel like you will be asked to explain. Yes. No, nope. that was you boys. Still on me. Huh? Go on. Pretty sure it's still on me. I'm not. A, I'm not an expert. I'm not an administrator. I would be surprised. Just wait for, wait for business to take over everything. That's what I'm saying. Oh, let them build their two buildings, and then it'll, uh, and then it'll work itself out. Yeah, Carter. Did you hear about Mega Sheller? Oh, yes, I have heard about it. The is ladies', it, ladies firm it, is trying to for that uh, for that project. So we'll see. Ah. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I guess it this is we're getting very off topic from our usual college football fair, but it would but to see that block that uh, PTS currently sits on be have like actual useful buildings on it would be super super nice see we may not be the only georgia tech football podcast i know we're not the only college sports podcast but nobody out there is talking about random georgia tech nonsense quite like we are so sheller tower i'm here for the for the chatter about it you know we need to come up with a nickname for it be the first one spread that nickname around take credit for it later Ooh. We can be at the at the cutting edge of uh, nonsense. All right. Uh, shall we move on to talk about the game that is next weekend, which is versus Temple University, University of Temple? I never actually bothered to look up the official name. Temple University. Yep. Yeah, probably. Fun, fun trivia. Uh, is Temple public or private? Public. Go. Public. That is correct. It started out private, but converted to public in, I actually don't have this up, the early, the early 1900s. Um, one of the few schools to do so. 
believe uh-huh. they were Baptist. They started out as a Baptist school. Yes. Hmm. Huh? Pitt is semi-public. I know. I'm not really sure how that works, but Pennsylvania is an odd well, place. Well, the uh, the 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 common thread between these two schools, Pitt and Temple, is that they both share stadiums with NFL teams and have trouble filling them. He says. Uh, waving away at the 85% capacity utilization at Bobby Dodd Stadium. It's okay. It's not like we're going to play a bunch of games in an NFL stadium anytime soon. Oh. Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. Does Atlanta oh. have an NFL stadium? I, I thought that was just a soccer stadium. Yeah, they have a soccer stadium and an NFL team just rents it. Ah. Yeah, cool, that's, cool. that's more or less how I would say that works. All right. So, Temple University that plays at Lincoln Financial Field, also home of the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles uh, and sometimes other various soccer teams. I think the women's national team, U.S. women's national team, played there a couple weeks ago, so that's fun. Um, Their last game was yesterday. Uh, It was a 16-point loss at Buffalo. Um, Does anyone know Buffalo's record offhand? Because I don't have it written down. I looked it up. It's the Buffalo Bulls are two and two. Their other their other win of the season uh, was the season opener against Robert Morris. Uh, Basketball school. Okay. It's a thirty-eight to ten win for the Bulls. Um, They followed that up with losses at Penn State, which sure, uh, and at Liberty. Ooh. Yeah, Not the good. fight and freezes. The, the fight and medical chairs. <laughs> the sit and freezes. I don't know. The fart and freezes. Yeah, that's freezes. <laughs> yikes. Um, all right. So Temple is two and one. Does hasn't played a conference game yet. Uh, its wins are over. I think Bucknell, which is FCS and Ivy League, so even less than FCS. Uh, and a weird win over Maryland. I don't Maryland. More, that was a weird week. The more this Didn't season Maryland evolves, pound Syracuse. Oh, Maryland! Yes. Uh, Maryland pounded Syracuse. Sixty-five to twenty. Sixty-three to twenty. Uh, yeah, the more the more the season evolves, the less that result makes sense. The Maryland Temple. Wait, I have a sound for this. I think. Let's see if it. Let's see if it works. Okay, so it doesn't work. That's sad. Anyway, move, moving on. It was it was uh, the soundbite from Brooklyn Nine Nine, where uh, Andy Samberg's character is like, "Guess who just got murdered?" <laughs> oh, well, you know, all of our already done I'm, that, so you know, we need to steal. Uh, you yeah. know, we we crib bits and pieces here and there. Fair enough. Uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, in my opinion. Yep. Well, but yeah, so I, you know, based on these results alone, I have no idea uh, what to make of Temple. I just, yeah, you know, this is going to be, it, it's, it's going to be a weird one because Temple is still very, very much an unknown in the AAC. There's, they're, I would say they're firmly in the AAC's probably like upper second quartile or upper, yeah, upper second quartile um, because that, like you have what, UCF and, what other team am I thinking of? Uh, SMU. Is SMU? 
AAC. SMU, SMU is actually good now. Yes, they are AAC. Yes. Tulane. And undefeated SMU and Tulane that are probably the top three teams, I would say, uh, in the AAC. And then you have Temple, you have others. So it's hard to say what how good they are. But uh, thanks to Bill Conley, we do have some numbers. Mr. Grant, would you like to review Temple's SP plus numbers? Yeah, so uh, Temple's out of 5'7", which puts them 46th in the country. Uh, I guess that makes sense, but it also doesn't. Uh, and then on offense, uh, they're at 22-6, which is not that good. And on defense, they're 16-5, which is good. Um, knowing Jeff Collins' pedigree, and he spent two years there, I can't say I'm surprised that their defense is skewed way up. And knowing Dave Patnode and his uh, experience last two there, uh, two years there, I can't say I'm surprised that that offense is skewed way down. Uh, and then they're pretty abysmally bad on special teams, rounding themselves out. Mr. Templeton, how does Georgia Tech match up in SP Plus? Uh, not well against the Owls. Um, Georgia Tech's overall SP Plus rating is a negative. 7.1, uh, and I, I've i learned that negatives are not generally not good things. Um, that puts them at 95th in FES. Um, their offensive rating is 20.3, good enough for 108th. So, you know, uh, that, that could be worse. Uh, defense they're rating is... Huh? I said they're in the top 110. You know, it's, it's something. Spin zone, baby. Spin zone. You know, you got to take the pauses where you can get them. Um, their defensive mm-hmm. rating is is significantly higher. Uh, their rating of 27.3 puts them at number 61, uh, which is top half, which I don't know if that's one of the better ratings we've had in the past decade, but it, it feels like it, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing yeah. special teams? The special teams is a minus 0.1. There are a lot of teams at minus point one. I was looking at that when I put this together. It's like I, I think this might be based on like ranking them alphabetically at minus point one because they're all tied. But yeah, I don't. Well, that one makes sense because that would put Alabama near the top, and there's no way. Yeah, I, Alabama's history with kickers. The side note is very weird, and it's it's weird that the one of the best teams uh, in you know recent history does not have a serviceable kicking game, place-kicking game. Yeah, the kickers aren't good at running the ball either, which I don't think it's a necessity for a lot of teams, but for Alabama, apparently it is. So. Yeah, they, uh, very true. They both are kickers that can't make tackles either, so I guess that's just a, a general problem, though. Hey, a long time ago, Georgia Tech had a kicker that was great at open field tackles because no one else could block on kickoffs. I miss you, Scott. <laughs> womp, womp. I miss you. Womp, womp. All right. So uh, this morning, the line for this game, or the spread for this game, opened at Temple, favored by eight. Uh, SP Plus has it. If I did this correctly, Temple uh, by 12.6. So that's significantly more. Um. So where where do we want to start the discussion on Temple? I got a couple notes here. Um, Mr. Grant, what, what do you got for us? Hmm. Um, 
in terms of in terms of just general feel, I don't know. I I, I don't think if when two bad offenses play, right? They're they're going to get stopped. It's going to be an ugly game, and I don't trust our defense to terrible offense as much as I think that their great defense is going to stop our terrible offense. If that makes sense. I think it does. As you yeah. say, judging yeah, by the silence, I, I don't think it makes a ton of sense, but but it's going to be a defensive battle and I I think they're just better at that. So, yeah. yeah. I I have a couple of a couple of notes here about their performance last week. They were really good defending the pass, uh, but they could not stop the run to save their lives. Uh, it looks like Buffalo Buffalo just sort of ground them into powder. They put up 58 carries um, with or for 217 yards and four TDs. So, you know, ground game, super effective. Uh, and they get decent, super effective against them, excuse me. And they'll, uh, their secondary looks pretty good. So All I'm right. looking at this box score, and two things jump out of me. Uh, first is that eight people touch the ball total for Buffalo, which is uh, – surprisingly efficient for them. Uh, the second is that they did run up 217 yards on the Owls, uh, but that was on 58 carries. So that's only good for about 3.7 yards a carry. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not – it's just they have good – they defended explosive plays well. That's what that seems to tell me. But it was the run stuffing that was not was not very effective. They just got pounded into dust based on those short yardage, short yardage runs. So those dives, um, maybe a couple of off tackle runs, that sort of thing. But how did trick plays look? You know, because that's trick plays and uh, losing yards coming out of the shotgun on short, third and short scenarios. That's where we make our money. You know. I really, really wish I watched the game to be able to comment on that because that is very good. <laughs> Do we have anything else, else that we need to hit on Temple? I don't. Right. I honestly haven't seen them play a full game of football in maybe ever. So I don't have a lot to say. Temple's quarterback's name is Anthony Russo. I figured he'd be busy oh. directing Avengers movies, but he's also playing college football. Very impressive. Very, you him. know, he's just an expert at multitasking. He's very adaptable. He contains more. I'm more of an Anthony Rizzo kind of guy, but I'll, uh, he's uh, close. Oh, oh. Don't you have Cubs the Cardinals to lose to again? Oh, we did. Four games in a row. Womp womp. All by one run. All right. So so let's let's try to distill all of this temple information that we presented into a couple Keys to the game um, to steal another thing from broadcast television. Um, all right, Jake, if you had one key to the game for Tech to win, what would it be? Uh, do that running thing that we used to do a lot of. Because it seems like Temple's not too good at uh, stopping that. Okay. Okay. Seems, seems legit. Carter, what's your key to the game? Uh, so while, while ago, someone asked the mailbag, you know, 
when would we when would we know who the starting quarterback would be? And I said, oh, you know, they'll figure it out, you know, sometime. You know, probably, you know, they'll figure it out by day one. I was semi-joking. And uh, it's week four now, and they haven't decided that. So, um, hey, yeah. hey, Jeff, Jeff and co., it's it's time to decide. All right, just just pick your guy. It's week four, it's week it's game four. Like you gotta decide. Yeah, I I think I said somewhere or told someone that if Tech didn't pick a quarterback by week by week five, no week six versus UNC, the start of conference play in full, um, I would be pretty upset. Um, but that was also before Tech lost the Citadel. Um, and yeah, it's, it's time. You, you got to make that decision. You got to rip that bandaid off regardless of who it is. All right. That, sure. uh, that aggressive keyboard punch sounds like Jake. Jake, Jake is also fed up with this quarterback situation. Oh, I I'm fed up with the quarterback situation, but I had to pick up my phone because the internet just felt the need to tell me that Kyle Guy is writing for uh, Streaking the Lawn, which is Virginia's SB Nation unit. And uh, all I'm saying is if uh, if Harrison Butker's out there and he wants to write for From the Rumble Seat, uh, we have uh, we have more than enough room to take him in, you know? Fair enough. I thought we'd, uh, I thought we'd filled our, our kicker quota. Oh, no, no, no. You know, you know, for Harrison Butker, for Harrison Butker, we got room. There's always room for, for you, Harrison. I hope you're listening. I really hope we'd, you uh, We'd gladly take, uh, like, a Justin Thomas as a consolation, you know. I mean, no art here. All right. So, any final thowts on the Temple Owls? Too much red. Uh, so, I looked it up. It's it's actually cherry. Ugh. <laughs> they, tried to mix the that, they tried to mix that with gray in their bowl game, and it was awful. It was one of the worst uniforms I think I've personally ever seen. Were they That's trying to look like Washington pretty, State or like what? I I don't I don't know. It was just bad, and I I really don't want to look it up again because ew, it was not good. It was, it was not good. Well, now I gotta go check this out. I'm I'm intrigued. Okay. Well, while come on, uh, while you vamp. Again, word of the day um, uh, about the nope. temple uniforms. Nope. nope. Stop. Bad. They combined gray and black and like maroon. Ugh. Oh, no. Cherry. Cherry. Oh, no, 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 no. Bad. It was, it was not good. It was very, very bad. Stop. All right. Now, now I All also right. have to look this up. This is just – I wasn't going to look this up, but now that's such a visceral reaction. It, Akshay, it was the lead pick. The first picture when I Googled Temple Bowl uniforms and clicked on images is the lead image from Akshay I for the uniform guy, Bowl Edition, from, from the Rumble Seat. You're famous, bro. Okay. Well, I just said good no. SEO. Was that the was that the week that I had a really good search uh, search optimization and I got featured? By or yes. UniWatch pulled my article because it was CFP related. Yes, only because I put CFP in the URL. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was that was a good decision by me. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for the clutch yeah, SEO there. Teach us your ways. Yeah, please teach me how to I use just, more I, views. On 
yellow jacket roundup. Nobody likes non refs. Just throw <laughs> just throw Clemson, CFP, Alabama, and uh blockchain. other assortment of a top four team in there. Put put blockchain uh, in good. there. That'll that'll work. Blockchain, blockchain AI and machine learning. In a hundred years. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. You gave them a D plus. That's generous. Yeah, but the I usually reserve the Fs for like notoriously bad things or Athens uniforms. Ah, yeah, that, that's fair. These are bad, but not notoriously so. Like the like the Yankees or the Notre Dame slash Yankees oh, uniforms were notoriously oh, bad. Yes. The, yeah. They got an F minus yeah. from me, if I remember correctly. Those were terrible. I don't blame you. The, Awful. Bad. Awful. Very Awful. bad. All right. Unsubscribe. Yikes. Um, tasting menu time? ACC Coastal tasting menu time? Yes. All right. All right, Mr. Grant. Uh, do you want to guide us through the tasting menu? Yes, sir. Uh, we start Let's off with the... Uh, going. Yeah. Friday, uh, the uh, early night game on ESPN, uh, the worldwide leader... Is at Blacksburg to play uh, VPSU. Uh, VPSU is flavored by favored by seven. Wow. Um, no flavored. Flavored yeah. is right. They're, they're flavored by uh, whatever makes that hokey stone. Thoughts? Um, uh, I I feel like the coastal is enough of a dumpster fire to where Duke covers seven. Am I? I yeah. I I actually feel good about that. It's weird. So this feels like a major gut check kind of game for uh, for Justin Puente. I feel like it's a game that Virginia Tech mm-hmm. probably maybe should win. Maybe not like on paper should win, but like Puente, you should probably win this. But I could very easily see Duke taking this one. These are two not very good teams. It's yeah, be an ugly they game. Are, they're, they're coastal teams. They so, are very yeah. mediocre. The Coastal is aggressively mediocre. Oh, well. All and right. then uh, Saturday, on. all the games are at noon 30. Yay. Love noon 30 uh, football. I see two games. I see one game at noon 30. Am I missing something? Oh, did, uh, I, we got did I mess hit. up the times? I'm looking at ESPN hit. schedule, and I see one game at noon, one game at 1230, and then a bunch of games at 330. Oh, good. Actually, I, uh, well. Oh, well, I just considered living over on the left coast. Uh, no, 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 no. These are. I looked at East Coast times. I looked at Eastern times, and I only picked games with coastal teams in them. Oh, coastal uh, teams. Okay. So th- these After are the ones. So, Notre Dame Stadium actually kind of cool. Not gonna lie, big fan of that. A twelve thirty. Well, is that a twelve thirty kick though, or is no, it a, Virginia a Notre Dame is three thirty Eastern? God, okay. no. I hate Pacific time. Oh, you bamboozled yourself. Good job. Uh, Jake, tasting menu. Continue. Let me live in my shame. Yeah. Uh, Delaware Pit. There yeah. was no line on this one. There was no spread on it. The Pitt Super Weapon uh, has fired for the year. Um, some might say, you know, er- earlier than we expected, but uh, it it has fired, and we'll spend the rest of the season recharging. But um, 
that said, uh, Delaware shouldn't give the Panthers too many problems. Yeah. Delaware Pitt should, over Central. Florida. Pitt should win this. Pitt should win this one handily. Like by by probably a couple scores, but also you have the possible situation where Pitt is in a uh, in a letdown spot here after beating USF or UCF. So uh, I mean, I'll take Pitt since there's no line, no spread on it. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Delaware makes some noise here. I don't know how good they are. Fair. All right, Clemson at uh, Chapel Thrill minus twenty. And a half on ABC. Minus 28 and a half. That's sauce. Is that enough? Uh, I, well, you do have App State that just beat UNC by three and covered three and a half. Well, one outright, so obviously they covered three and a half. Um, that that, that State... puts the Tar Heels at 0 and 2 in their own state after their loss to Wake Forest. Yeah, Oof. I think Clemson. Clemson runs UNC over. Give me, give me Clemson by like thirty-two points here. Yeah, I, I feel that. Let's see. The real question is, what's the over/under on percentage of orange in that stadium? They can't fill it up um, on a regular day. So. How far is Clemson from Chapel Hill? Uh, three hours maybe. Oh, easy. No, if it's if it's like a a day trip, we're we're talking like a solid 60 percent orange, maybe. Got to keep in mind, most Clemson fans don't live in Clemson anyway, so they're already used to driving out there. Clemson to Chapel Hill is uh, four hours twenty minutes, according to Google. Nice. Whew. Blaze it. That's what Clemson is going to be doing versus UNC. Right. Two units. Got to roll up the Tar Heels as well. Got it done. All right. All right. Um, one on the menu. Uh, number twenty-one, Virginia at number seven, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's favored by eleven. Podcasting company uh, for that sweetheart deal that they've got. Um, Yuck. Yep. Could be a lot of domers there. I mean, it is at Notre Dame. I think. Yeah. That is where you expect to find a lot of domers. Yeah, true. Um, UVA is the only decent team in this division? Question mark? Um, But I think Notre Dame probably covers this. It covers 11. My my question, and the real question here is, are we going to get another gifable, sad Virginia fan? I really hope so. Ooh. Ooh. I hope so. That would be cool. I don't know if I don't know if the Who's will get close enough for that to be a reality, but I would like it to be. I mean, I, I think it's in I think it's within the realm of possibility because you have Notre Dame who's coming off of a very close loss in Athens, UVA who's coming off of a weirdly close win uh, over ODU. It seems like potential for suckitude on both sides. I just want to stop and stare at this. This is this is a ranked Virginia versus Notre Dame game. This is a reality. Talk to your kids. Talk to your kids about a ranked UVA. 
This is this is reality in the year of the Lord, twenty nineteen. We are all top fifteen. It's a weird world, boys. Weird world. Yeah. So I guess that that about covers it for next week. A lot of teams in the coastal are off. Uh, what is that? Miami's mm-hmm. off. Uh, v, VT is off. Um, no, they play. Oh, right. I need to learn how to read. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I guess Miami is the only one that's off. No, you Wait. got another one. Um, who well, is us it? would uh, be no. the other one. I, I, yeah. I can't picture including us, guys. Yeah, seven. So there's five on the sheet, and then us, and then Miami. So that's seven. Oh, yeah. Oops. All right. Neither of us can do math. Uh, and none of us can pick games. Mr. Grant, big balls, Paul's calls of the week. Um, this is a really crappy slate this week. I think uh, game day is going to Ohio State at, uh, at Nebraska, which is a terrible pick. Um, and one of the only ranked matchups is UVA Notre Dame. Not a great week. Uh, Mr. Grant, Nebraska is going to get blown out. Yes, absolutely yes. blown out. But my pick is uh, Arizona State uh, visiting uh, Cal Memorial Stadium. Cal's favored by three and a half. Uh, I think they win by more than that. Um, I'm not sure if this is because Cal is good or everyone else is just terrible. But this is the world we live in, and you can tune in to find out for yourself at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. But I'm picking the Golden Bears. And that's that's Eastern time, to be clear. That's Eastern yeah. time. He wrote that time in himself. Yep. Carter, what you got? I did not prepare for this segment. I did not. I am not familiar with the BBPCW. So um, let me see here. Let me look up. Uh, no, I'm going to talk about. Well, while minute. Carter, while Carter looks up a game, let me let me go for my pick here. Number twenty-four, Kansas State, newly minted number twenty-four, Kansas State, I believe. Um, at uh, T Boone Pickens Stadium uh, in Oklahoma to face Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State coming off of a loss uh, at Texas is favored by seven and a half. Uh, Oklahoma State has no defense to speak of. It's really weird to watch. That Texas Oklahoma State game got very pointsy, very fast. Give me Kansas State to cover seven and a half. That is uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus slash Big 12 Now slash the uh, streaming service that doesn't show you the uh, line of scrimmage and first down marker, apparently. Cool. Things you love to see. Yeah. Carter, what you got? Okay. So I really thought about just throwing out Houston UNT, but I thought that was a little too esoteric. Um, so mine is USC at Washington. Be the midday game. That'll be the midday game on Fox. Um, the big new kickoff? For, no, no, this is the afternoon. This is the smaller afternoon kickoff. Um, womp womp. Think three weeks ago, um, this game probably would have sailed over. No one really, if, you know, we would have already written off the Trojans. But um, 
as as their quarterback situation gets more dire, the Trojans just seem to get stronger. Um, you know, they lost Trojans JT Daniel. I, I wouldn't go that far. But you know, they lost JT Daniel after week one and they just they just you know, they they, they won anyway against Stanford. Uh they lost um, you know, they had to go to what's his name? Think. Uh, they're number three, they're QB three uh, at Utah and, you know, just, you know, took care of business there. So they're just getting better as they go further down the list. And uh, I think I saw a big decommitment for the Trojans earlier today. They had a quarterback decommit uh, and flip to Alabama. And I wouldn't panic at this rate, you know, uh, you just start, you just pick someone uh, from the crowd have them play against uh, Notre Dame when you get to the end of the season at USC, you'll be fine. Anyway, they play <laughs> in Seattle, uh, 3-3 on Fox. Um, I didn't see a spread on ESPN. Some Google searching tells me early lines are at minus 9.5. Um, I didn't think this would be an important Pac-12 game at the beginning of the season, but now it's shaping up to be one. Um, that said... I like the Trojans not to win outright, but I like them to cover nine and a half. All right. Uh, keep in mind that uh, USC is the current Pac-12 South leader. So right now you are looking at a Cal-USC Pac-12 title game in Santa Clara. It's and weird. If the, and if uh, Washington beats USC and USC beats Cal, then that Cal upset a Washington with all that weather delay. It's all for nothing, and we're all back to where we started. Probably with USC we... still in the conference championship, too. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, man, the Pac-12 is weird. It's it's such a – just a self – not self-defeating. That's not the word that I want. It just cannibalizes itself. It, it is a really good football conference if you watch every game and enjoy the craziness. But then you realize that, wow, every team in this – league might be aggressively mediocre yay it's not as aggressively mediocre as our dear old acc coastal though i will i will say that coastal has that title locked up tight and for that we can all be thankful yeah do we want to talk about that bill seek tweet real quick or do you just want to forget about it the oh oh let's let's carter go for it all right so um bill connelly formerly of SB Nation Banner Society now at ESPN tweeted out earlier today the um, the average SP plus ratings uh, for each division um, at the top, I believe, was the SEC West, as you could imagine, um, followed by the Big Ten East. Then a big gap, then a bunch of other teams, and then another big gap then one of the AAC divisions, and then finally at nine was the ACC Coastal. It's bad, y'all. It's bad. Uh, notably, this list did not include the Big 12, mostly because they don't have divisions. Um, I wonder where they would slot on this list. I have a feeling it's probably in that. For the Big 12? Yep. Okay, so they'll slot right in at third. And so the coastal moves to tenth. Yay! Not great. Not you know, not great. This whole or this division is bad. Very bad. It's better than the AAC East, you know, the one that has UConn. 
It's true. It, 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 yeah. I mean, UConn is also 121 in S&P Plus. So wow. okay. small bar, small bar to cross, I guess. I don't know. It can only go up from here. And yeah. with the coastal, what up means is very much so up to personal interpretation. It's it's a process. Do we trust it? Trust it. I did. Uh, then week three happened. So uh, answer unsure. Try again later. I, I would. That's that's about what we came uh, concluded last week. I think, Jake. Yep, and that's where we go to bed. All right, since it is, oh boy, it's nine thirty. It's little Jake's bedtime on the East Coast. Any, hey, any final I'm thoughts? The big now. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts as we wrap up, or I guess begin week five in college football? Man, the season's already a third over, and that's uh, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like that. It's kind of sad. It's, it's kind I of feel like we haven't line. learned anything yet. Um, I I am that idiot who will be going to Philadelphia this weekend to watch our beloved Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets take on the Tip Isles. So, um, if you have, if y'all have any recommendations for me, uh, at me at Madagascar Live or hit the blog up. Ooh, at Magna Carter Live, I have a recommendation. Yes. Yes. Geno's on South Street for a Philly. Oh, um, okay. I, don't I thought think that I was going to be the pizza that. place that got shut down on campus or near campus. Uh, no, no, no. Geno's in Chicago chain, but Geno's Steaks on, uh, I think it's on South. Hold on. Um, I'm going to make sure I get you the real one. Giving recommendations for a street with which you are not, or a city with which you are not intimately familiar, is difficult. Um, but I think it's stalling for time. Stalling for time. Stalling for time. Um, yeah, just go to Geno's. It's good. All right. Geno's, the real ones. Definitely not like those fake fakers at Pats. All right. So, that's that about wraps it up. So, yeah, everyone enjoy your week five. Uh, we will see you next week. Have fun. That we will. See ya.